I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch, you filthy! Welcome back to Flyover State of Fear. Um, joining me today is a really great guest, uh, Andy Cleves of uh, Dead and Santa Carla podcast. Yes. Uh, how's it going, Andy? Thank you so much for coming on. Dude, Joe, it's good. It's going good, man. Thanks for having me on, man. I was looking forward to this. I've gotten to know you a little bit over the Twitter. Yeah, uh, fan of bad sports uh, teams. So, like, yeah. I always appreciate it. Like, yeah, we, 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 we both tweet, we both love movies and we both like sports. So yeah. it's it's kind of worked out. I know. I I weirdly follow like a strange amount of like Cleveland sports accounts for yeah, some I'm, reason. Sorry, we're co- we're quite miserable on the Twitter. And, oh, I mean, it, it Jets and Mets. It's like. <laughs> yeah. It's it's I just this other side of the coin, just a little further west. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's J-E-T-S, jet jet jet. Oh yeah, I'm going on Sunday and like just to because tickets are I don't know how like Browns ticket if Browns tickets get cheap, but like I'm going to an NFL game for fifteen bucks. That and it's not only an NFL game, an NFL game in 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 New Jersey. So yes. that that's um yeah that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh so I understand like your pain uh sure. Um but yeah, it's it's you could for the most part last like 9 years you could get Jets tickets as maybe you're spending $55. Sure. So anyway, uh back to another lost season. Uh tell me a little bit about yourself and um you know, just talk on the pod. Yeah, thanks man. Uh well, I mean, I I'm definitely here cuz I think we both love movies and horror yep. films and and uh um, I've always been a huge horror a horror movie fan, just a big film fan in general. It's been a big part of my life since I was a kid. Um, how horror kind of started for me was uh, when I was four in 1985. It was a long time ago now. Uh, my dad first opened up a video store in uh, my little town about an hour northeast of Cleveland in Ohio. And uh, so I was raised in a video store. Nice. And uh, VHS days, 85 to through I, when I graduated high school and I worked in worked at him as a teenager. So me just scouring the shelves mm-hmm. and, and, and the horror rack and looking at all these, I mean, I would spend hours just reading and looking at these VHS covers. Cause if you, I mean, let's, let's face it. Some of the, some of the best covers are from some movies that were released in the eighties. I mean, oh, some the of best. these, v, yeah, some of these VHS jackets were just insane. So that's kind of where um, that's where it started for me for uh, film and um, horror just was always been my favorite genre since I was a kid. And to kind of add to that, another person that actually got me into horror when I was about like five was my grandmother. Uh, Wow, that's cool. That's fun. Very cool. I remember I don't know if people remember this, but like maybe like late 80s, early 90s. Uh, USA Network on Friday the 13th would do like marathons of all the Friday movies. And uh, I remember watching like Friday the 13th in like 1991, watching okay. Friday the 13th for 
five, six, seven, back to back to back to back with my grandmother. Oh, that's you know, fun. Yeah, I, I was so, born in 92, but I understand, totally get what you're, yeah, the, so, the night you're talking about. Right. Uh, USA Network used to run those all the time. So and, they were trying to bring that back. You know, they were trying to bring that back, like, uh, I think, like, in 2012, like, their heart, like, they were supposed to have, sorry, a little side tangent Yeah. here, uh, USA um, was developing a Tales from the Crypt uh reboot yes. with uh m night you can actually see a teaser they made for it i i'm still interested to find out what's been great doing. i'm a huge m night fan and i love tales from the crypt so and, i'll back and, it <laughs> yeah and uh it probably would have been great and anyway just why it reminded me of it is the plan at least what i wrote what they wrote about was like it'll be that show and then like basically joe bob briggs uh yeah deal of like and then we'll show two movies at night it'll be another it'll be a horror night on like a Thursday or something. Anyway, so you you would do that, and that's what it reminds. I wish we still had that, and it wasn't. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't was. like Joe Barbers were like, I have to turn on Shutter, and mm-hmm. I have to do that, and then it's kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of like a four hour commitment. Yeah, no, I feel you, and I enjoy Joe Bob watching Joe Bob, but I I, I don't catch every one live. I I, I try. It's fun. Uh, some nights it's just movies. Yeah, that I've, I, I've only ever caught a few. Yeah, it, it's fun. I, I like stuff like that. But USA, yeah, on Friday the thirteenth, way back in the day. Well, on a Friday the 13th, they would they would have Friday the 13th movie marathons. And uh, I've always been a huge fan of that franchise, uh, all horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, movies have just been a huge part of my life since I was four. And yeah. uh, when I was 20, I moved to Los Angeles and went to film acting school, studied for six years. Oh, wow. Um, did a uh, couple really, really, really bad C horror movies that no one has ever seen. I did get my throat slashed by uh, Stephen Piercy, the lead singer of Rats. So that was kind of... Oh, that's cool. I got to die and, like, spit up blood. So that was kind of... So, like, you know, like, literally one of my bucket list items were, like, 25 years ago, get killed in a horror movie. Check it. But, you know, no one's ever seen it, but that's okay. I've seen it, and it happened. That's all that matters. That's fun. I, you know, I, I was going to say, like, maybe I've seen it, because we just, just pour through just bad horror movies. Not even horror movies, just bad movies all the time. So it's there's a possibility yeah. there. So, <laughs> you know, film in general has always been a big staple in my in my life, one way or another. But, I mean, I was literally raised in a video store. I went to film acting school. Um there was a time in my late twenties through my mid thirties where I was still watching film, but maybe I wasn't, it wasn't like as big of a part of my life as, mm-hmm. as, as other points, but you know, it, it kind of, I've always just been a huge horror fan, man. And, uh, in 2017, I just, I left an old career as a, as a loan officer, uh, in California. I was a real estate agent, loan officer. I, I, was worked in the refinance department. I specialized in refinances. Okay. Was making was making pretty good money. Uh, my office was in West Hollywood. I walked to work. It was great. But there was one problem. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I hated it. So I left that field. Uh, the first year I was still doing it part time to kind of segment. Yeah, good, good for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I literally quit a job where I was making pretty good money to from 2017 to now to up until like a few months ago to make like probably 10 grand a year. Uh, I, do, I, I dove headfirst into digital media and live streaming, um, stuff like, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it started with streaming Friday, the 13th, the game on Twitch. That's how it all started for me. And I was hooked 
And I knew this was something I knew there was something here because the thing about Twitch is it's a big community. I think that's the thing that people misconceive sometimes, especially streamers. Actually, the whole point of Twitch really is to, build, is to build communities. Yes. And, and keep in touch with your community. And I just like people and I enjoy people. Yeah. The, fact that, the fact that we had, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 people hanging out every night in oh, our streams. Awesome having laughs and having a good time i thought that was great flash forward to now i've been sticking with it i've been doing other pro i started you know uh, my, my buddy brian we started the dead in santa Clara podcast yes. in october of 2019 really podcast i just Thanks, like it's, it's have a nice chemistry and uh i've enjoyed it i listened to your uh popped around it I listened to uh, your hereditary episode today. Oh, we oh. had Jerry Smith on for that. Jerry's a yeah. good dude, man. Yeah, and I was looking over my shoulder. I was sitting here, and I was looking over my shoulder because that movie terrifies me. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I look over your shoulder. That over the top behind you, you beautiful oh, it man. Oh, is, it is. It is. That wait. Lincoln Hawk himself. It is, isn't it? It is. Um, well, I, it's not the right sweatshirt. It is one of my favorite movies. If I had some pen soil right now, man, I'd start down on it. I have the hat. I should have worn that for this recording. I wear his hat a lot. The, Dude, no, I, I literally was wearing this and then I was sweating my ass off. That was one so that, thing off air I forgot to ask you about uh, what your thoughts of the new Rocky Four is, but I'll, I'll save that for after. Yeah. But uh, I, you're like the only well, one. I, I have thoughts. Yeah. Um, so oh. you know, I started the Santa Carla podcast with my buddy Brian in 2019, October of 2019. We've been doing that about a little over two years now. Flash forward to now, um, I've stayed with, you know, this digital media and and kind of career that I, I just, community and digital media is really what I work in. Mm -hmm. And I was blessed with the opportunity, a uh, job I applied for way back in April. I was hired on September 2nd, the day before my 40th birthday. Um, I got hired at a company called Gun Interactive. Um, they are a video game studio that specializes in horror horror video games and um, horror IP video games uh, specifically. They are the creators of Friday the 13th, a game, which is what launched my digital media career. So now I have joined their community de development department and I could not be happier. That's so amazing. Uh, yeah. First, congrats. Also, you Thanks. have to teach me uh, how to kind of play the Friday the 13th game because I, I bought sure. it. I bought yeah. it on one of those for my PS4 and I think I bought it like a lot of during the pandemic and there was just like, I was like, all right, I don't really know. I was one of those things where I was like, I'm walking around. I don't know what I'm doing. And I no have one played 4,000 hours. So I yeah, got you. Not many people were, I mean, like my, I was like, tell my one friend, I'm like, I think you need people to play this, buy it. And he didn't buy it. So, um, but uh, no, man, that's an amazing story. And uh, it, it's cool. It like goes back to your roots of everything. And you're still able to like, you know, yeah. do what you and love. Now, I, I tell people this all the time, man. Never, ne never be satisfied. Never just like just accept or just be satisfied just because it's easy. That's because that usually you're you're usually not going to be happy if you do that. So no, you know you should you should never settle. And you know I'm sometimes it takes sacrifice. I'd be lying to you that, that there was a lot of times I thought over the last four years, God, I'm a fucking idiot. What am I doing? <laughs> Like, you know, you, you have a bad month and you only make like 600 bucks in a month. It's like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this wrong? I'm blowing through my savings. I'm, what am I doing? You know, if this doesn't work, I'm fucked. Um, but it ended up, you know, everything worked out. Works out, uh, yeah. You know, just if yeah, it's a good... something you want to do, just do it. Yeah. I, and I think that that's true for a lot of um, artistic to art. 
artistic types, like people, sure. like, you know, I, I think most people that talk about anything like, like, you know, in some way or another, we're all artists and like, that's that type of brain, right? Like, yeah. I totally get it. Um, so that, that's amazing. Um, thanks man. So you did pick today and I, uh, I have to imagine it is from your child, you know, it is from your childhood. Uh, Oh God. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, so I'm, I, I mean, I know what the lost boys is. I'm so in pop culture. I'm surprised. So this is, uh, basically a first watch for me and it's pretty yeah. fun. I mean, as like, an adult, as an adult, as an right? adult. Yeah. I watched it. Like, <coughs> I was one of those middle schoolers who was obsessed with Jim Morrison. So like it, it did watch it at some point. Um, but it was a first watch and it's funny too. We even covered it on the flyover channel, like my, but I didn't cover it. My two other, I see. Okay. Covered it. Um, and, uh, they paired it with karate kid and I totally get after watching it an hour ago, yeah. paired it with karate kid. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so, uh, Andy and I talked about the lost boys and before we kind of get, I give a breakdown or anything. Uh, why the Lost Boys? Like, what was this pick? Um, well, it, listening that don't know it, the question is like, you know, just pick something you want to talk about or that means something to you. So why uh, the why the well, why the movie? Well, it, I, mainly, honestly, it's one of my favorite horror movies from the eighties. Uh, it, it would easily crack my top ten, probably my top five. I mean, um, your podcast is named after after it. It's your logo. Our, our podcast, uh, my buddy Brian and I, you know, he, he actually came up with the name, and it is it is. Uh, it's called Dead in Santa Carla. The fictional California beach town in The Lost Boys is Santa Carla, California, uh, the murder capital of the world. I better <laughs> known as that. Um, so, you know, uh, I th- it just felt right. You know, I was coming on here. It's kind of how you you found me from from Santa Carla, from Dead in Santa Carla. So why, yeah. why, not, talk, why not talk some Lost Boys? Uh, I got to watch it a little bit. I've watched this movie a hundred times. Oh, but, it's it's yeah. it's like uh, your other your other suggestion was Nightmare on Elm Street, and that's like. Me picking Nightmare on Elm Street, like I didn't need to pick it before coming on and <laughs> sure watch it if it was gonna. So I totally uh, get it. Yeah. So just real, real quick for anyone that's not familiar, I'm gonna read this synopsis uh, <laughs> and see if if it does the movie justice. Because um, before disclosure, I, I walked out of the, we have a, a, an apartment. I walked out of the room after I watched it, and I looked at my wife and I said quite often, I said, "Wow, movies that people, you know." really like and love and talk about it shocking it's good like yeah <laughs> you know, like wow. this movie's fucking rad dude yeah. um, <laughs> so, is. so this is this is from imdb's uh synopsis a mother and her two sons move to a small coast town in california the town is plagued by bikers and some mysterious deaths the younger boy makes friends with two other boys who claim to be vampire hunters while the older boy is drawn into the gang of bikers by a beautiful girl. The other the older boy starts sleeping days and staying out all night while the younger boy starts getting into trouble because of his friend's obsession. So that does an okay job explaining sure. it. I mean, um this movie is directed by Joe Schumacher. Very, very underrated director, by the way. I, uh, I actually can't wait to talk about Joe Schumacher for a little bit. Um, oh, and pe- people give him so much shit for Batman and Robin. Like, leave him alone. He, he, uh, he was, he was established long before that. Okay. It, you know, it's, it's, it's so funny because, um, this movie's uh, why it worked. I mean, it's directed to hell. I mean, it, it's he's it's, it's he does amazing job with, you know, they don't amazing job with cinematography, but like just 
clearly a direction was given for this movie, right? Oh, it, yeah, and I've done a lot of research on this movie. Yeah, obviously. This movie, and Kiefer Sutherland, Jason Patrick, they will all tell you, this movie is funneled completely through Good. Joel Schumacher's vision. One and, million percent. From the costumes, Have you? did you notice that the wardrobe in this? Like, oh. uh, you've got uh, Alex Winter, who play, mm-hmm. you know, played Bill and Bill and Ted. He's yeah. got a small part in this. That yeah, jacket like, he's wearing, like this out, these outfits. It's like, People like weren't little wearing little that 1987, man, but it, but it works. But yeah. it works. Well, before he was a filmmaker, Schumacher was a, was a, was a clothing designer. I did not know that. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, no, you could tell instantly, like, yeah, you said from the clothing and everyone like looks so cool. And I know I read yes. a bit while doing it. And it was like, it was like, well, he was like, no, nah, I want my vampires. They're all going to be sexy. Everyone in this movie is going to be sexy. And they, yes. they all are. Um, yeah, indeed. But, uh, but quick bef- about Schumacher. It's funny. Even, you even mentioned, and I, uh, Batman and Robin, I'm not Batman. Batman Forever is a good movie. I don't know. It's a fun yeah, movie. It's fine. It, it's his yeah, it's style. Good. Uh, Flatliners. I mean, it's of its time, but another Kiefer movie. I, it's a fun I, movie. I like Flatliners. Yeah. I, as like not someone who grew up with it, right? Like, it, it, when I watched it, I was like, I get it. Um, it's very mid, it's very 90, like five or whenever it came out. Uh, and then I think right before this, he did St. Elmo's Fire, which is a good one. Uh, another good Schumacher film that I am a huge fan of is Falling Down with Michael. Oh. I love Falling Down. From Michael Douglas, uh, just one bad day. Um, Yeah, that's a really good like one bad day story. Like you, like if anyone listening, if you want to watch like a better movie because I don't think it's a good movie than the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, just just watch Falling Down. Like it's a better origin story for that (laughs) thing, right? I fucking Uh, love that. Uh, What's another one? Eight millimeters in another Schumacher film. uh, So. Uh, I'm a Nick Cage uh, uh, aficionado. Uh, yeah. uh, so I love Nick Cage, by the way. Love him. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Eight love millimeters, him. phenomenal. Um, I feel bad, too. Speaking of Nick Cage, I did a... God, I apologize whose podcast... I forget whose podcast I did. I did someone's podcast talking about... Um, a Nick. I think it was one of the Nick Cage podcasts. I went on two. I think it was Uncaged. And I talked about um, Traspass, unfortunately. And I hate... That that is Joel Schumacher's last move, like feature film, because it, that truly isn't a good movie, and it's not his fault. You could tell they said, "Hey, Joel, you want to make a movie?" And he said, "Sure." Like, and we all took took a paycheck. So, but he was a very good filmmaker, and I know when he passed, like everyone who passes, like people kind of gave him the, the credit he deserved for a week. Uh, if you asked um, seven six year old me i would have fought you that batman and robin was the greatest movie of all time sure because i was the demographic i dude watched, i thought cobra was a masterpiece yeah I, I watched it a bit later and realized it, you know it, it's it's not good and i actually don't i like when admit it, people admit like i can enjoy something and it be bad not like don't dig your heels into your six-year-old brain <laughs> dude that, on dead in santa carla this is, the, this is the best synopsis of our podcast we're Podcast where two two dudes talk talk great horror movies and bad but great horror movies. Yeah, that, that's what you can find the good and I at least me I find enjoyment in so many movies. Most uh, right? right there over the top. Love over the top. Are you kidding me, man? Uh, Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, it's it's uh so but yes I I, I love that um. <laughs> 
but it's true. It's 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 just the ridiculous, and that's what's fun. Um, you know, they're beer movies, right? That's what I call them. You sit down and you hang out and you play some games and put that movie on. Um, well. I, there's a little Stallone connection with me. I see you got Rocky Four and Overtime. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, uh, uh, yeah, my wife framed those for me a couple nice. years ago, and I was like, yeah, no, yeah, we're, there's a. My favorite film of all time is the original Rocky. Oh, phenomenal! I um, I was home the day the day of Rocky Four, the new cut. Yeah. Uh, I stayed home. Oh, I mean, we I worked from home three days a week, and it was slow enough where I sat on the couch. I'm like, I'm gonna go see the new cut tonight. And I started with one and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go one, <coughs> three, four, and then I'll have enough time to, you know, before dinner and to the movie. Sure. I did literally one through one, two, three, four, just so I was like, and I'm pumped. And I'm like, Laura, he is my wife. I'm like, you're going to get home. Like we, like, we, we got to hang out. Like I had to <laughs> stop myself from wanting to crack a beer because I was, I was working. Uh, <laughs> you were jacked. You were excited. Was like, yeah, they, no, they're, they're they're some of the best movies. And uh, did I know we're supposed to be talking about Lost Boys? But did yes. you um did you watch his little uh not little his hour and a half documentary about the yes. creating of uh yeah rock? okay we'll talk after about that because yeah. I, I think I haven't actually had a talk about it except for us. Um anyway, so Lost Boys, uh, welcome to the Sloan podcast. Uh, we're we're just only gonna talk about cobra and over the top and uh that'd be that'd be a good one um anyway so uh no this movie though i mean it's culturally there right if you were to ask me a few uh, like a week ago or so like my memory of lost boys is like knowing it and then you know kind of seeing it and then like i'm a big fan of the show psych and they reference it a lot mm-hmm. uh so you know and they reference everything in the 80s a lot and um uh, Corey, Corey uh, Feldman's in the, the vampire episode. So like, that was like my knowledge of it all. And I'm so glad you made me, not made me, you had, you picked the episode to watch it. Um, and I buy every movie that we do or try to. Sure. So, um, so yeah. Um, so the movie really just starts out the kid, uh, start with the kids moving. No, it starts with the, the over the town. It's, it really invites you in. Um, and my first question for you, like, so you know, the back of your hand is the main song that, um, what's it called? Uh, was thou shall not fall? Yeah. Like, thou shall yeah. not. yes, that one. Yeah. Was that written for this movie? I think so. Okay. So I, I think so. I'm pretty sure that is an original song for this film. I'm okay. pretty sure if I'm wrong about that, I'm, I'm in total ass, but no, no. I'm so... pretty sure because the soundtrack on this movie is bitching, by the way. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's um, it's very good. Uh, and earlier I mentioned, so it starts kind of just with uh, well, we you don't know at the time, but the vamps, your Kiefer, and um, you could fill in the names for me of who they all are. I just yeah. you know your Kiefer and your uh, Bill uh alex winter and yep. like that group they're kind of walking around perusing around this fair and instantly um and they're on the the, the, the carousel and it's just very mood like the mood's set like you kind of mm-hmm. feel like i know what i'm in for uh and i instantly though could tell like oh shit this is, has so many influences on like movies I've, I've seen in the last 30 years like the big one i wrote a note down was us the movie us like that sure. whole car on the thing scene is 
is just Lost Boys reference. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the start of it. And then we get the kids coming in. There's an older brother. There's a younger brother. Corey Hames, the younger brother. The older brother is uh, Speed 2's Jason Patrick. <laughs> yes. Uh, not I'm sure Speed that, 1. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sure that he loves to be. Or, or as I realized later in the movie, are Jim Morrison plant. Because, I mean, like, really, they just dressed them up to look like Jim Morrison. They did. They did. And, man, they he he is a beautiful man. In the yeah, movie. he's very handsome. Everyone, Joel wanted everyone to look sexy. Joel wanted everyone to be dude. like be like question your sexuality during this movie yeah yeah um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if joel ever talked about it but i i i always i always and i hate and well i, I don't really want to assume but i i did i want to say i did read somewhere that he was gay or bisexual i think oh no he was ex- this is this is we were, yes. we're good to say he was extremely gay yeah i and thought he, so yeah and he I just, probably you know, i don't want to you know yeah no i um i uh I, and he was open at this time too. It wasn't okay. like in um I, I from the flyby uh, my channel that I did listen to it just to and they talked a lot about that. One of the things they mentioned is like, oh, Joe Schumacher like openly like has claimed to have like the most sex with some of your favorite actors in Hollywood, like like thousands, like Wilt Chamberlain numbers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so no, he was very open about it, and uh, that's why like some people have read into this movie of. And I'm just repeating what, so when they listen to it and they don't judge me for stealing what they said, uh, read into this movie being about like, you know, is it overcome, you know, overcoming, you know, uh, giving into homosexuality or, you know, uh, sure. this and that and all that. And as my co-host had said was, uh, Yusuf, no, because he was so open about it. Like he would not make a movie where the vampires, if they were supposed to be the gay ones, uh, the villains, like that's yeah. just not who... Joel was who Joel was anyway so that answers that question but yeah that uh back to it is it's everyone's very pretty in this movie I mean yeah. like um I mean one of my notes is like yeah I uh we're jumping and we'll jump all around I'd I'd follow Jamie Gertz and uh, you know oh yeah come 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 okay great okay oh your she, friend is your friend is really cool too yeah, she's a good actor too, and she's still working to this day. And she's 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 young in this one, uh, playing the character Star. Um, very 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 good in this movie, and she she's very 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 pretty, extremely yes. yes. That uh, like dark hair, those dark eyes, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit surprised. Like, oh, by the way, um, I probably said it, but I didn't. Spoilers for anyone listening, because why else would you be listening? Um. Or actually, how else could I have a conversation without spoiling anything? I was actually surprised by her turn, uh, or like being said a vampire. It, it it did make it did I didn't wasn't like I wasn't convinced if she was a vampire or not. Sure. Um. So anyway, we're getting through, and uh, they're moving in, and the mother's played by the great Diane Weist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought Great it was cast just, in this man. Yeah, as Joel Schumacher said, what I have the best fucking cast in the world. I think that's the quote. Yeah. Uh, I wanna say she won an Oscar this same year in nineteen eighty seven for for Hannah and her sisters. Um I, I wanna say she's won two or at least been nominated a few times, but I'm pretty sure she won for Hannah and her sisters this year in nineteen eighty seven. I have her uh, I have the IMDBs up, so Yeah, I'll take a peek. Um Anyway, yeah, I'll 
Yeah, she's won. She's won two Oscars. Okay. Um, and it was her first one was in 1987 for Hannah and Her Sisters. Same year. Uh, so yeah, Lost Boys came out in 87. She won mm-hmm. for Hannah and Her Sisters at the 87 Oscars. She was also nominated for Parenthood in 1990, and then also won another really? Oscar in 1995 for Bullets Over Broadway. All you know what Oscar years always surprise me just because like Parenthood I just I wouldn't imagine someone being nominated for their role in Parenthood not a bad movie by any chance of no. the imagination it's, but I know what you're saying um <laughs> uh cool yeah no I I, I am a, a weast head uh I don't think that's what they call themselves really talented she's, yeah she's one of the best in the business she really has been for years. And, um, but I, I laugh because it, it, it's so silly. I, speaking of direction though, of, um, when, uh, Michael's moving in and he's holding the, like the one thing he decides to bring is, is his, uh, barbell. Yeah. And his weights. I don't know. I just made me chuckle. Cause it's so like obscure to be like, we're moving into my grandpa's house. Gotta bring my weights. <laughs> Gotta get his reps in, man. Um, and uh, anyway, that that made me. Uh, <laughs> so we, then we kind of cut. Like they move in. Uh, Corey Ames, Spunky. I feel like he played. How old is he? Supposed to be like 13, 12? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 13, I would say thirteen. You know, this is this was uh, the Corys, the two Corys, as they would be go on to be known. First. This is yeah. This is their first movie together. Is yeah. this pre or this is this is where they met? Yeah. Is this pre or post um, the Burbs? Same, uh, same year. Uh, Burbs came out what eighty eight? I think 89, so because eighty eight, eighty nine. Corey Feldman's playing like, like almost like they we wore the same clothes to both sets. I love the Burbs. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, and anyway, that that's just like it's like the 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 yeah eighty nine. So he's wearing the same outfit, and that's just a little older. He's playing. He looks a little more of a teenager. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so moving in and then they go to, you see murder capital of the world, uh, which is pretty neat. And then we, and then we get to the back to the pier. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny thinking it's this town where people go missing. It's, it's this thing. And it's the biggest party in the world. It it is like it, you know, you have the, the most sexed up sax player of all time. Tim Capello, man. Um, legend. Um, you know, I, I don't know if anyone's ever seen these memes, but there's this meme I've, se- I've seen before. Um, no, or it says something like, I know what this fi- uh, film needs. No, not that. Joel Schumacher. This is what it needs. And then it's... <laughs> oh, that's funny. I've never <laughs> seen that. Because it is so... It, it, see, that's why I love this movie. This movie is just so much fun. Like, they're... It's a vampire horror movie. Um, yeah. It's it's got some comedy in it. It's kind of that eighties where the kids are kind of our protagonist kind of deal going on. You know that was kind of a popular thing with the Goonies and Grimm. yeah. It, it's good to mention that like um, Richard Donner produced it and wanted yes. to direct it, and yes. he was going to make it like Goonies, just horror Vam- vampire. Yes, yeah, yes. Vampire so Goonies. the original the original uh, script of this was was supposed to be more of a family oriented film and Joel Schumacher did not want to do that at all. He wanted, 
he wanted one, the vampires and everyone else to be sexy as fuck. That's number one. And number two, he wanted, he wanted an R rated. He wanted, he wanted some blood. He wanted some, uh, vampire violence. He, oh, wanted, he wanted all that. Or like glimpses into the gore and the special effects. And especially in the ending with the, yeah. my favorite set piece, I guess, is the, uh, holy water bath. Sure. Uh, just cause the, 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 goo of the the prosthetic melting off and the skeleton it was like great dude oh, yeah um so but yeah tim capello on that saxophone shirtless is one of the most beautiful things in cinema <laughs> you will ever see it's and so he, he is so shiny he is so yes. greased my goodness man he is oiled up like a professional wrestler i, I was gonna love say it. he looks like like uh he's like he's in like a bret hart kind of it's amazing. like Oh, like, look, God. it just stands out so much. You got to talk about it. In the, like, so it's that, and they're jamming, and uh, <laughs> Michael becomes attracted to Star, right? He sees her from a distance. He does mm-hmm. that looking over thing. And then they eventually meet and whatnot. And uh, basically, she lures him. Uh, she's like, come on down. And then we see the, uh, and like I said, help me out here if you can, you know, they see the, um, uh, she meets up and we see the Keaton vampires and they take, they take Michael into, uh, with them for the night. And I mean, you already yeah. know something's wrong cause they do this race to this cliff. And I have this one note where like, he just gives, he punches him as hard as he can in the face. And uh, David, it's my uh, Kiefer Sutherland's. Uh, yeah, David, man. Uh, yeah, vampire's name is like, <laughs> yeah, come with me. Let me show you something. Like, that's your first sign to leave. <laughs> uh, what? Oh shit! I didn't even realize that's that's a great shirt. Yeah, that's a great shirt. Um, so yeah, and they just have this night. They give him some wine. Uh, they jump off the bridge. They show him the way. And we lose Star at a certain point. Uh, she she's very hesitant. <laughs> don't don't come. Yes. And I mean, you could tell he's lured in, right? Like the 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 the, the hypnosis vamp hypnosis is going yes. on. Yeah, well, in vampire movies, man, there's got to be a lure, and this you know vampire. We Brian, my buddy Brian and I, we've talked about that on our podcast before too, and we've talked vampire movies. Vampires just traditionally have that very you know they're very sexual in a way, um, very extremely. Well, um, you know, vampires are usually sexy. <laughs> I mean, they are. You you uh well. I, I put a note in here of this and like once again the question for you more is um I guess there was Fright Night before this, right? And it, it 85. has a, 85. Yeah. and it it has the same it's they're cut from the same cloth. A bit of horror sure. comedy, uh kids are involved. True story, these are my two favorite vampire movies. Okay, cool. And I actually even though my podcast is named after Lost Boys, Fright Night is my favorite vampire movie of all time. Lost Boys is number two, but gosh, it's one a one. Well, you gotta you gotta come back and talk about Friday Night. It's it's, oh, it's, uh, it's funny too. It's it's uh don't kill me. I actually really like the Friday Night remake. I I think it's it was fun. It was I good. Well, you really, covered it. You well you yeah uh, I did. I listened to well, your. That's yeah. why I discovered you. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a really fun like underrated remake that gets thrown into like remakes are bad. Um, and like David Tennant is the star of that thing. 
Uh, anyway, um, so but before that, like, is there a vampire movie that had, I should say mainstream vampire movie that has this allure to it, though? Um, I, I think even some of the Dracula films kind of did, like mm-hmm. even the, the one with Frank Langella, Frank Langella, Frank Langella, I can never... Remember. I think it's Langella and yeah. like Bella Lugosi and like those... Yeah, you know, there was always kind of that, you know, I mean, th- I mean, they're biting, you know, let's say he has a female victim, uh, mm-hmm. Dracula or any vampire, um, the woman's usually beautiful, um, and even the act of like biting the neck... Oh, it's sexual. It's sexual for sure. It's sexual. It's almost sexual gratification for the vampire. It is because yeah. it's feeding, and I think Did, you know it's more. It, it's part sexual gratification and it's part feeding, and it's um, you know in the neck area. It's a very sensitive area. You know, you know, you kiss a woman on the neck. You know, oh, she, you she, may, she may like kiss me. I'm some some pretty gals kiss my <laughs> neck. I'm like, I'm get all squirmy. No, and you're shit. you're yeah. right, and um. And yeah, and then let's go thirty years later, and then we have Twilight, and uh, <laughs> this is the same thing. Yeah, it uh, is. It, it, you know, basis it all. It is all the same thing. Um, I was gonna say something, but this is not the podcast to spoil other things, so I sure. won't. I won't. I won't bring it up. Um. So, uh, so we have this really like hypnotic scene, right? Um, and I failed to mention uh, there is a Doors motif kind of going on, Jim Morrison motif, and motif, and J- Jim Morrison, uh, who I told Andy before the show, like, or maybe during this, I don't know. I used to be obsessed with him as a kid, so sure. like, I know a weak amount about Jim Morrison. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like he he thought of himself as a vamp, like a, a vampire mm-hmm. in a sense, and that's probably why I was included, and probably just like a sexual being, and that's yeah. who they're. I mean. And I'm not just alluding to me. There's a big freaking poster that we transpose over uh, uh, Jason Patrick, who mentioned earlier, is just meant to look like uh, the Like, so, and there's the cover song <laughs> to begin with the, the movie. And, yeah. uh, you know, not bad for a cover song. And it made me think, no, like, cool. why, why, why wasn't even the original? But that doesn't matter. Um, and, uh, so he drinks this wine, what he thinks is wine, and then he just wakes up in his bed and his eyes hurt, and um, like you know as the audience what happens, and Corey Haim's great in this movie because he plays a little brother. It's really good. Perfectly. I mean, yeah. uh, he's curious, He he's, uh, and he meets uh, the Frog Brothers, played by <laughs> Which they're hysterical. They're fucking great. The, the the comedic elements in this movie are really good. Starts with the Frog Brothers. They're fucking hilarious. The and then Grandpa is very funny as well. Yeah, I I was surprised. I like Googled. I like we went on IMDb and just at awards. It's like they must be Saturn Awards. Like Grandpa was nominated for a Saturn. Award. Oh, he's oh Bernard Hughes. Yeah, old yeah. old time veteran character actor at this point. I've um, uh, been doing it a long time, sure. long long time. And uh, my favorite com- comedic beat is definitely uh, the Frog Boys stealing the holy water during like a christening. <laughs> yes, it 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 audibly laughed. Um, and uh, so I do have one question for you, and it's a question I bring up anytime I see this. Uh, in their lair, who lit all those candles? 
Whew, that's a great question. I, I think it every time in rom-coms and movies, like, you know, they're in the room and like, it's like friends and like Chandler's proposing. I'm like, that's really like who bought and lit all of those candles. candles. It, was a, it was a lot. Of, <laughs> there was a lot of candles. That's just it's 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 a uh, it's movie magic, but it always made and it looks great on film. But I always wonder. I'm like, man, I had a can I had a candle going before this, and like you know, it would be just as dangerous to have it here, right? Um. So anyway, uh, wakes up and he's being weird. Uh, on the meantime, and I, I failed to mention it, Diane Weist. Um, she's getting a job at a video store. Yeah, best and, best videotapes in Santa Carla, man. Yeah, it's a cool video store. I miss video stores. Yeah. And, um, she, uh, basically starts trying to date the owner or clerk yeah. of the video store. Matt. The owner. He is the owner. He's the owner. Played by another, uh, the late, uh, he, very good character actor in his own right. Editor. He looks really familiar. What, what, uh, he's man, you have to look at, he, he was a working, working character actor for a long time. He passed, I want to say, Five? 2014 yeah six seven years ago now Jeez, yeah time is flying but yeah he has been around he was he, he was doing it for a long long time uh, i'm sure i've seen him a thousand times lots of stuff i remember from like movies like overboard uh with kurt russell and uh goldie hahn um lots of stuff i mean 137 acting credits under his belt yeah i'm big, big theater guy um yeah, but very good actor. Everything that I ever saw. Him, Oz, yeah. Yeah, lots okay. of stuff, man. Aviator. No, I've, okay. Anyway, so he's the, they're trying to get a date together at the end of the day, um, which I thought was really funny because, like, their dates keep failing, and they just are always kissing each other still, where I'm like, I've, I've just never greeted someone with a kiss on the lips. Sure. <laughs> I don't think I've kissed romantically yet. Yeah, usually, you know. <laughs> But hey. what they do. Um, and uh, where where are we with this movie? These, I'm just I'm by the way I'm just going this off my timeline of notes and they're sure. just like perfect. Like Grandpa was ahead of my big fat Greek wedding with the Windex. Like that's that's yes. the type of note taking I'm doing. Yes, that's perfect too. The Windex uh, for for aftershave is yeah. Ooh, must burn. Yeah, you would think. Uh, what I really loved about this filmmaking too is these early kind of kills or people going. Um, it's done in the Jaws way. Like it, he does try to keep you at arm's length of like what's going on. I, it's not too hard to figure out. Sure. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so the Frog Brothers uh give Corey Haim a comic book uh, about vampires, and they're like freshen up on this. Like be yes. watch your back in this town, and they work at the comic shop. Um, and I did look up, and I, I feel like you probably know this already. Uh, he mentions Batman 14, and I had to Google it, because I'm like, is this a rare one? Apparently, it's not really that rare, but it's very expensive to this day. The, uh, it doesn't mean anything, apparently. There's no meaning to the comic. Okay. The it's not like he fights a vampire or something. Well, it's, it's so funny. That right there shows you. I mean, that's... I'm going to guess that Joel Schumacher put that in. Yeah, he did. He was just flexing his, like... Huge comic book guy. Yeah, Huge he was just... fat man fan. And then it's funny because, as we all know, he would go on to direct a couple of Batman. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And I feel bad because he never should have had to apologize later in life for those movies. No! Dude, everyone's entitled. Who hasn't gotten blacked out drunk and sang Kiss from a Rose at karaoke? Absolutely. I know I have. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Absolutely, man. Everyone is entitled to a bad movie. I mean, well, I'm still waiting for Quentin Tarantino to make a bad one, but everyone's yeah. entitled to at least one bad one. Everyone is. Um, so, but that, yeah, that was like, it's like, a, I mean, it's a $54,000 comic, uh, at least the PSA grade one. You, what? Makes you wonder if it, it, the fact that it's how much of that value is up maybe a little because oh all all of it I got the I literally Googled it and an article came up from Screen Rant of the rarest comic ever Batman fourteen is it rare like it, it was a full like someone wrote five hundred words on it That's so true. yeah it's all the Lost Boys why that comic book is five. <laughs> Like a Batman collector is not spending that. A Lost Boys collector is spending that money. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we're so the night happens. They hang from the train, which is just such a great scene. There's a lot of good scenes, so I apologize <laughs> if anyone listening if I'm having if we're just having trouble like bopping around what to talk to. Um. And then. And then we kind of, the rest of the movie, I feel like, right? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. We're kind of just watching Michael's struggle and transformation of accepting that he's going to become a vampire. Sure. And Corey Haim, uh, which I loved, by the way, uh, whether it was Schumacher or the people who wrote the script, just made him immediately go, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're wrong. Like, not let me save you. Like, I, it's so rare in a movie. All, I literally had a note, though. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, re- I'm really close to my brother. I probably would have just let him kill me. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> Can't blame you there, dude. No, it's, uh, I think one of them, uh, and I, I think I mentioned it, because we, we actually talked about this on our 100th episode. We, we saved this for our 100th episode, and we talked about it for three hours, man. Damn. And, and um, you know, one of the things, the dynamic in this movie that I do like is, the family here is there. You can tell they love each other. It's oh, very, yeah. it's very evident. It's very, it's, it's sold very well on screen. It's presented very well on screen in the storytelling. Um, you know, so that bond and that dynamic between these brothers, like there's that scene where, you know, where, where he is turning and Michael's uh, Corey Hames character, Sam is like freaking out on the phone with his mom michael's on the other phone outside floating you know like outside the window and you know he pulls him in and and it's just that that whole and when they get in you they're like gripping each other so tight and it's just uh i like that shit no no i agree it's it's um that was a that was a fun scene especially like she acts like a mother in that situation too like she drops and runs home yeah leaves leaves uh uh max right in the middle of the date man (laughs) <laughs> We've seen other movies. Uh, I've just seen other, you've seen other movies where it's not that. It's like I don't believe you. Like, sure, just lock, like, heat up your oatmeal or whatever, and like go to bed. Who's yeah. eating? I don't know why I said oatmeal. Who's eating oatmeal before bed? But like, it's like it's stupid shit. Like, and she acts like a mother, and she comes home, and she's just like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm bummed. I want to I want to I want to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um. So that has no wait, did that my apologies. That happens. Um and then like our dog the dog starts acting up, right? Is it within yeah. the same scene? A, a nook, right? Yeah, a nook. Pure yeah. husky. I mean, I was yeah. so happy. 
so happy to see that like nothing happened to the husky as you yes. might assume sure uh and the like um and it but but there's passages in this movie of the vampire lore that like wolves dogs will go crazy about them and yep. and it happens twice in this movie and uh, so Diane Weiss also invites Max over for dinner one night and the frog boys are like the frog boys are like <laughs> the test. Yeah, the so test. Good. they're like because they're, they're trying to figure out right. Uh, they're trying to figure out uh, Corey. Corey Haim is trying to figure out with the frog boys. All right. Well, my brother's turning because he doesn't know where to go. And he's like, these guys are the best. They're like a year older than him. I know. And and he's like, no, like we got it. And uh yeah, they're like, well, we have to find the head vampire. And they kind of connect the dots and like this Max guy must be the head vampire. So they she's coming over for dinner because the mother is like, Well, if I can't have a date, I'll have him over here where nothing can go wrong, and everything goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he says it's garlic. Yeah, you hate it, don't you? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wrong. I like garlic. Not this much. <laughs> yeah, fucking. <laughs> it, so it looks fun. like so much Parmesan cheese too. Like if you thought that was Parmesan cheese, like yes. he put so much on his meal. Oh gosh, dude, he put so much ch- chopped raw garlic on that. Yes, yeah, so oh, so I couldn't imagine biting that. Um. So that scene happens, and then, like, we kind of cross off our list, like I did at least. I'm like, all right, well, Max isn't the guy. It was just this movie's decoy. Uh, Red herring, eh? Yeah. And uh, then we go back. Honestly, at this point, even though I watched a couple hours ago, I kind of forget with uh, what uh, Michael's up to at this point. Oh, he goes and has sex uh, with uh, Jamie Gertz. Star star uh yep. and at this point they're like cool she she is a vampire uh and then he comes home and i do have a note for you about what he him in the daytime his transformation looks like how a hangover feels sure it does like you're beat up you're kind of horny yep like i don't know that's that was my note <laughs> like i don't know why like his look walking in that door i'm like that's <laughs> That's how my last Sunday felt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty it's pretty much describing that. What yeah. you just said. And that's what he's going through for like sleep <laughs> all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like me and my wife went out in New York City last weekend for the first time in a long time and we were out till four in the morning. Mm-hmm. We were like, we were at my parents' house and they eat dinner at like one. It was a Sunday dinner, and we woke up and I'm like, all right, all right, we'll have it. And I went back to bed and woke up at one or one o'clock when dinner was supposed to be and i haven't i haven't probably haven't slept till then in a decade mm-hmm. yeah um so that's how i felt and that's what immediately thought so that's what we're looking at right andy like andy we're like it, it it there's a lot of visual cues and like you tell he's just having the worst time like turning into a vampire is not a good experience no i would think not i would think be, becoming the undead essentially no probably not fun um, probably so. doesn't feel well it's probably um it's probably worse than the flu for yeah, sure. It <laughs> probably doesn't happen like what we do in the shadows uh <laughs> tells you. Or I should say the aftermath because the turn is pretty 
pretty hard. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so much garlic. Uh, and then I just fast forward a little bit. We get to uh, Michael and Corey and the Frog Boys are like, "Yo, we got to go kill the vampire. Let's go kill the head vampire layer." And this is part that I really connected with um, is that they get there and the younger brother, and I'm a younger brother, mm-hmm. uh, was like, no, we're going down. I'm, I'm going to protect you. It felt a very similar kin to like my other brother's relationship of like, yep. you don't have to protect. I, I got you. Like, it's yeah. very true. I, I was an only child. And it, it's great to hear of someone who knows that brother brother relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what I gauged from these two characters. Like, yeah, it, it's, I, I love these two brothers. That being Sam and Michael, I I, I love them. I love them to death, man. It's like, it's <laughs> it's very reminiscent. Like I would have done this. Yep. It's where I would have done the same thing or have had similar conversations where it's like I I know. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, got it. This I mean this this movie nails a lot of things. This movie is a it's a pretty damn good film for, for uh kind of came out in eighty seven. It's a vampire oh, horror film. It, it really uh, is. But that the 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 storytelling and how this relationship between Sam and Michael is captured their their brotherhood uh, per se is uh yeah I mean it, it oozes through the screen. It really really does. Yeah. Um, so that scene was really like it stood out to me a lot just the, right before they go into that cave just for that reason emotional be alone and uh, so we get down there and um, I don't know they scale up and I love the detail I love the detail that the vampires are sleeping upside down yeah. like bats like like it's the bat feet you were a fan of the bat feet I, I was yeah, I was too. a fan of the bat feet I I I just, it's unique, it's cool. right? Like, especially through all the media and I, like, so I'm kind of watching it with really fresh eyes is, I like, you know, I like the makeup and the turn, which is the little, you know, the little bit of um, the forehead temple yes. and they look, but that's been recreated mm-hmm. for every vampire movie since the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you want to have, you want to have your vampire movie uh, not have crazy makeup? This is what we're gonna do to show they're evil. I mean, hell, even um, because yes. Schumacher even wanted them when they were full turn to still be sexy. Yes, and they, <laughs> they still are. Well, even like with kill with uh, what uh, would copied it. I mean, I guess this probably was more copying Buffy at the time, but uh, there's this really obscure uh show that was on Fox. Fox Family, not ABC Family, in the early 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, called Big Wolf on Campus. And it's basically a Buffy the Vampire Slayer ripoff. Gotcha. I mean, just with, like, a Canadian cast and pretending <laughs> to be in America. It's a really fun It's a really fun show. Sure. But they have that same makeup, and that is a show that was just, like, probably millions of dollars less than Buffy, but mimicking it. And Buffy mimics. Sure. Lost Boys in their makeup. I mean, there's a clear lineage there. Yeah. Um. So but anyway, the bat, but but the bat feet are cool, and then bat feet are cool. Even if you notice, uh, I don't know if you did notice, but uh, other if you or if, if you've never noticed before, and you're listening to this, next time you watch the Lost Boys, look at the position of position of the vampire fangs. They are not your traditional vampire fangs. They're sure. in. They're like in closer. Yeah. They're like more more yeah. sexy looking. Well, they're, 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 they're more like a, but yeah, no, I, 
Now you mention, they're, I can see They're it. not as wide. They're usually kind of more out here. They're, they're kind of in the inside a little bit. They're not just the clips on the canines. They have their right. more of a... Yeah. No, it's a great detail. And, yeah. Very um, sleek. The fangs, I love the fangs of this. They look cool. Yeah. I, you know, I want... I want to see, like, I'm sure people have it down to a science how to recreate those things, too. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so, what do we got? Uh, Corey Feldman stabs Frog Brother 1. I know you know the names. I don't. Yeah, so, Edgar, Edgar and Alan Frog, man. Oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Edgar, Edgar stabs, uh, drives a stake through, uh, through our Bill... Uh, through uh, Alex Winter, our Bill <laughs> vampire. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, he will always be Bill. Always. And um, wakes him up, they run out, Kiefer gets burned, and then they run away. I mean, they run away, and they but they're able to save Jamie Gertz, and uh, I failed to even mention, she has a, a, a her sister or a brother. Yeah, yeah, it's and, like, like, I think, I don't think it's a relation to her, I think. She's just protecting him? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I so think that's because he, if you notice, there's a shot in the movie where that kid's on like a milk carton. Yes. That so was... I want to say he was just kind of abducted by this vampire clan crew and mm -hmm. she just kind of looks after him. And that milk carton, I reread it. They give the, a nickname in there and I'm blanking on the nickname, but it made me think, is this a, also a girl too? Sure. Because it was just a, the way it was named. It was like. Literally like Lady or something like that. It, it's Laddie. It's Laddie. Oh, that's why Laddie. I'm like, is it anyway? So there's this kid. Jamie Gertz is protecting him, and they both get free. They bring him back to the house. The kids, uh, now full front, know. Okay, we got to kill the main vampire, but they're coming for us. Send the mom out on a on a date with Max. Send the grandpa out in one of the funniest ways of just like, yo, pops, I sent you up with a date. He's a great grandpa's horny man. Yeah, I, I, I failed to mention I did love the intro bit about his fridge of just like soda pops and uh, cake. Was it that something like that? Yeah. yeah. And and anyway, so they sent him out, and I think that I mean this is where the movie becomes your your final showdown, your horror movie. Yep. And he. Uh, the first kind of wave of vampires break through, come in, they fight, but they have all these traps. They like they steal the the holy water. We mentioned a little earlier that was my favorite that comedy scene of them filling up their canteens of holy water. Like I couldn't imagine going into a Catholic church or any church and filling up canteens and running out, right? And uh, filling up bathtubs and and mincing just, I would say probably like. I don't know, two, five pounds of garlic. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> Filling up with the water guns. And uh, then kind of just all hell breaks loose in the house. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so what, yeah, what comes first in um, the, the, uh, the frog brothers are like in the bathroom. Oh God. That's so cool. And it's it's it, you it, killed Marco. <laughs> yes. yes. To me, it's a you're highlight. next. <laughs> I think that's what he says. He says, I think yeah, what... you're next." <laughs> to me, it's the highlight of like it's great for me because uh, 
they're in there and they're like doing their best to fight off, but nothing is really working. Yeah. You know, and then even like the cross and the holy water at first, and then they dunk him into the bathtub. Into the bathtub. And it's just this long, half scene, not scene. Um, and I imagine anyone listening is or knew, or like just such fans of good practical effects. It's just a full skeleton melt. Uh, yeah. Of holy water melting this. And I yes. just love that because it shows you like something I've never seen in a vampire movie before. Instead of just turning to fire or blowing up, like holy water is going to melt their skin off. Right. That's why they're afraid of it. Yes. Absolutely. Not he looks that. a little glittery too. It, it, it's almost like Twilight. The it, <laughs> the glitter. They glitter. They put glitter in the in the blood. Yeah. 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 yeah I uh I know we can't trust it, but I did read the IMDb trivia. I feel like probably for like. No, people make fun. It's funny. They'll be like, uh, they'll make fun of Twilight. Well, oh, the glittery vampires. I'll go. You like Lost Boys? They're like, oh, I'll fucking love them. Well, those are glittery vampires too, by the way. <laughs> me, 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 and my wife have recently. Uh, I have no shame to admit it. We have ironically been enjoying the Twilight movies as full-blown comedies. Sure. And uh, we've had a lot of fun. Just like I would, I'm no shame either. I, honestly, the first one, the the, the first yeah. Twilight film, it's actually not bad. That I was actually, like, I actually kind of enjoy it now. Now, like New Moon and the we sequels. Actually, Okay, it gets a little bad there. We like New Moon was pretty bad, but I get what you mean from the comedy aspect. Yeah, no, we've been watching it for uh, we're we're even they I think they covered one of them. We're big uh, How Did This Get Made fans. That's like mm-hmm. one of my favorites of all time, and oh. uh, so that's where my brain is at when watching a lot of this stuff. But we're actually still holding out on the um, the last one, Breaking Breaking Dawn, Dawn Part Two. two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I've been watching this comp, but no, they're, 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 they're fun. They've inspired some really funny internet memes and, uh, but you're right though. The glitter is there. I forgot I had, until you mentioned, I forgot I had read that. Um, oh, it's there that, you know, I glittery vampires were a thing before twilight. Just mm-hmm. people just forget it was in lost boys and so. they made it a bad, um, Again, actually made why? it order. Schumacher wanted them sexy, damn it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it made it a little harder for some of the practical effects to work with the glitter in, in, in I believe uh, so, include it into the corn syrup mixer, whatever yeah. it was. So, but this scene, they're melting away, and then just for some reason, the pipes everywhere in the house are bursting out blood burst yeah. burst and then um we cut to so that's the frog boys that take her that vampire we go to the basement and uh it was the other it was the other cory takes care of the other vampire when he he flings him up and he screws yeah. the holy word on him and he falls yep and um yeah, so that happens, and I forget exactly how that other vampire dies. Does, is he just getting impaled? I think I, th- I want to say like, uh, 
how does the other one die? Yeah, Can't there's a top of my head. The middle it, one. It's pretty chaotic right now at yeah, this point. It, it, everything's kind of all like, you know, it's boom, boom, boom. Everything's happening. A lot of action. And, you know, we're into the horror. A lot of gore. Because the bathtub, holy water scene, man, that's pretty fucking gory. Even though mm-hmm. there's glitter. It's pretty gory. No, it's... Uh, it's leave it's, it up uh, to Joel Schumacher to make something glittery and gory in the same scene. It's, uh, it's... <laughs> It's just basically a bunch of mini uh, Johnny Depp in the uh, sucked in the bed. Right. Like that's yeah. that's this. So now we I have a big showdown between David and Michael, correct? So that that is where yeah, that happens. David and Michael happen, and this whole time, uh, Grandpa. This is just good filmmaking, I think. Grandpa has a bunch of taxidermy and deer heads and things, so pointy objects are around. Mm-hmm. And David and Michael have this fight. Um, it's an air fight. An air fight. It looks good. It, it looks does. Good. It actually does. Holds uh, up. You know, I am glad we didn't see much of, like, goofy, like, vampires flying around. Yeah. I, 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 if I want to watch that, I'll just watch The Matrix or something. Yeah. Um, so, they're just, they're, fu- they're, I mean, they're fighting is basically back and forth. It's just yeah. a lot of hustling. It, it holds up well. It really does. Yeah. I, like I said, I watched it here, right there. I was really enga- like I, I was taking the notes, but I was really engaged and yeah. like enjoying my experience. And I mean, I, I always do for the show, but I truly yeah. uh, walked away. I'm like, I own three of them because that's the only way you could buy it, except spending I think like thirty five dollars on like a shout factory. Gotcha. <laughs> so I, I have the three. Maybe I'll watch two and three. They're not spoiler alert. They're not very good. Yeah, I, I probably won't. Maybe um, someday, but yeah. And um, I have, I believe that. And, and those sequels came out literally year, like well 2007, the... 2000, like Something. 14. Yeah, like years yeah. later after the original. Yeah, I actually, I think that's why, I think that's why Corey Feldman went on Psych to do the vampire episode, basically to promote a Lost Boys. Probably. Like, or maybe not why he went on, because that movie, but, that show collected literally, if you were an 80s star, like. You had an open invite to have a character. Yeah. Um. So that happens, and then uh, Michael, uh, in the just impale in a really good way because he goes, "It's my turn now." Yeah. And like, because he, he they're on the ropes basically, and he pushes yeah. them back, and he flips it on him, and he impales him with like four horn, like four horns of a a buck or something. Yep. And Michael's dead, and he's dead in the and. I, He's dead, and they're in the living room, I think, at this point. And at this point, they think David is the head vampire. I thought David was the head vampire. Right. We are, The audience thinks David is the head vampire, but and once they kill the head vampire, that's going to save Michael and turn him back human. However, <laughs> Michael is not changing, is he, Joe? <laughs> no. No, and, and he just, he honestly, he just becomes human. Like, his body just becomes human again. He doesn't have yeah. any sort of flare-up or, you know, doesn't change. And then uh, Max and Diane Weist walk through the door, and Max bolts to the back. And guess what? Max is the head vampire, and his he reveals his main goal in was to start a family here and turn. And as a, the Frog Boy puts it, of the fucked up Brady Bunch or, or something or like that. Blood sucking Brady Bunch. I yeah. Think so, like, like he wanted to turn both Sam and Michael and the mother 
and have and then them all be a, just a one big happy family. So there was uh, an inception from the beginning of this sure. movie, which I'll be honest, like does kind of come out of nowhere. Like I, I didn't see any hints of the family aspect of it. Like we were sure. you. Um, so that happens. And I mean, there's a bit of like a tussle in the sense that, um, Max gives a speech and then out of nowhere, uh, in one of the best, like deus ex machina's I could ever like imagine grandpa comes driving through, uh, driving through the house and impales Max with, cause he has all these like fencing boards. Yeah. He impales Max, dies, everyone becomes back to normal. Uh, Jamie Gertz becomes back to normal. The, the little kid becomes back to normal. You know, and and I love it because it, it, it just ends with, yeah, you think I live in Santa Carla and not not be aware of the vampires? Yeah, it's so good. I, th- and it's sense. And it's like, what? Dude, Grandpa's, here's the line. He goes, it's one thing I could never stand. Or wait, one thing about Santa Carla I, I could never stomach. All the damn vampires. <laughs> That's what it is. Because it's so funny because everyone's like dirty, sweaty, bloody, and, and like a wreck. I mean, we his just, house is ruined. Ruined. And, you know, they're all just sitting, the whole family's just standing there like, in shock watching grandpa just grandpa don't give a fuck he goes right to his fridge like real slow that's uh, one thing about santa carla i could never stomach all the damn vampires love that line very oh it was it was great so that that's the movie uh i hope i hope we did it justice of uh, oh god yeah and um yeah so well, why yeah, like, the what, only scene we really glossed over a little bit, and it is an iconic scene, is, is the noodle scene in the rice. Oh, uh, they're you're, you're eating, they're only noodles, Michael. <laughs> I actually had a question. I did have a yeah. question for you about that. So was he just think like was he like hypnotizing him for he was it? Mind, okay. Mind, yeah. 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 Mind, that, that mind power. Yeah. That early on is where you're like. That's the way uh, I've always. I guess you could interpret it either other either way. Um, but yeah, I interpreted it, it was definitely mind power. Yeah. It's funny about iconic scenes because I, I do know it's an iconic scene, but watching it now, like I just thought it was a good scene and didn't yeah. know it was an icon. Like I, like you know, like there were you know some other iconic scenes in the movie. They're only noodles, uh, Michael. But <laughs> you should. You know what? I know you just like got in a good place with work. Yeah. Quit your job and open up a noodle place called They're Only Noodles, Michael. That'd be amazing. There, my, Brian has my my co-host the Santa does Santa Carla. Brian, he's got this shirt. Uh, it says like Santa Carla something, and then it's a big Chinese takeout box, and it says "They're only noodles, Michael." On love the, that. It's pretty fire. I want lie. that shirt. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like any anything really else you want to add to this movie, and like or like if it, like what it means to you or anything like that. Oh, I know we covered I mean, a lot. I mean, it's one, it's one from my, ch- I mean, I first probably watched this movie when I was about seven and, uh, yeah, I was watching horror movies when I was like five, six, seven. And I was Did, scared of them, but I was trying to get through all. Oh, I was watching like stuff like, like this at this time I was watching these, the nightmare in Elm streets, mm. uh, the Friday, the 13th fright night, lost boys, Return of the Living Dead is another film that I am a huge fan of from the 80s from a kid. Original Poltergeist. 
which was the first you know horror film I had ever seen. Actually. You know what's crazy that the Poltergeist, and I have actually been meaning, I'm glad you brought it up, and meaning to say it on this on air. I have, um, I've always been like, oh, like it's an easy horror movie. It's um, meaning like it's it's palatable. Like you can watch it. It's not that scary. Sure. And this is something I probably said since I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Not too far off, maybe not that, but ten, twelve. To I would say since I become like an adult, like not like twenty seven. I'm twenty. I'm turning thirty. Twenty nine. Oh, congrats! 30. Thank you, thank you. February. So, so, but I'd probably say like twenty six, twenty seven. I started finding myself hesitant to want to put it on because it actually scares me today, and I think it has become with being like, you know, I've lived, you know, living on your own, doing this, having yeah. that. I don't know what happened, but for the Poltergeist, is the one movie I had to switch where I went from I don't find it scary to. Oh, this this one like keeps me up at night. Yeah, it's scary. No, it's a it's a it's a classic. Yeah, uh, yeah Steven Spielberg tr- production directed by Toby Hooper. Um, yeah. But uh, no, Lost Boys. That is uh, this is um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's one of the best vampire movies ever made, in my very humbled opinion. There's a lot to like here. It's really um, good. Um, it's got a lot of good elements, man. It really does, and it really starts to me. I, I mean, the cast the cast is just absolutely talented great cast great young cast they weren't even you know Kiefer southern was 19 years old when he shot this i mean that's how that's how far no, back i thought he was 17 i think i think Kiefer was 19 so he, he, he might he might have been i 18. read that he lied about being 18 that might be that might be and that, that might be he was 17 and he was you know nervous. what i think jason patrick was the oldest one of okay the i think he was like 19 or 20 when he shot this Kiefer might have been only like eight, oh 17. shit Another good Joel Schumacher movie. I know we had that conversation earlier, which I fucking love. And you mentioned about, you know, being young and seeing movies. Uh, I remember we all snuck into the theater, like, because they, they would check at that time to go see Phone Booth. Oh, Phone Booth is great. And all me and my friends, which are 10 years old, maybe, were obsessed with Phone Booth. Yeah, it's great. And but it is a very good movie, not just because we were able to see an R-rated movie. Yeah, and that's got uh that would that would have been the to my knowledge, that's the third film that show Schumacher yeah, and he for Sutherland. He's the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, anyway. no, I, it's a coming out party for a lot of these people, but really, really this movie is what it is, uh for for one reason and one person only, and that is Joel Schumacher. He mm-hmm. had a vision for this film. He was very adamant that they were going to see this vision through and, and he would only direct it if they did his vision. And he, he loved he loved the idea from the script and he just ran with his own ideas. And this is what we got. And this movie, the product that we got is a result of Joel Schumacher's vision. And he was dead on in this movie. He knew what he wanted and he, he directed the shit out of this film. There's no doubt. Yeah, man, that that is perfectly put because it's 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 that's the shining star of this movie. Really is. Um, all right, so I, I think we covered. All, I think I call. I think I'm satisfied with what we covered. So uh, yeah, me too. Much. <laughs> Good. Um, all right, so Andy, uh, once again, where can uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andy Cleves underscore. That's Andy Y C L E V E S underscore. And you can check out uh, the Dead and Santa Parlor podcast. New episodes every Monday where we talk about a different horror movie every Monday. You can follow them on Twitter or us on Twitter at Dead and SC podcast. Yeah. Good follow. All right. Well, stay frightful, everyone. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. 
fly over state of fear.